You're listening to Singleness, Sex, and Dating with Perry Noble. You can connect with Perry and read more of his thoughts on relationships at perrynoble.com. Hey everyone, you are listening to the Sex, Love, and Dating podcast with Perry Noble. My name is Stacey and I'll be the host for today. And um, we're actually looking at a blog that Perry wrote back in 2011, which is an excellent blog, and it's titled 10 Reasons I Should Not Be Dating Him or Her. So before we get those questions together that people are submitting, we're actually going to be talking through these 10 reasons. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on what you wrote back those few years ago, Perry. So as we jump straight into it, the first one that you gave is that they are not willing to fight for purity. Could you please explain that? Yeah, so I think one of the... You know, the reason I wrote this blog is because I would see and hear people talk about, well, they're, they're more defending who they're dating than proclaiming who they're dating. And wow. so I, I put together all these things. And these are, these are the lists that I actually, I actually came up with by observing. And so this first one, they're not willing to fight for purity. Um, I always tell girls, if he's more passionate about getting you into the bedroom than he is church— He's probably not God's best for you. Um, I, I didn't say he's an evil person. I didn't say he's a wicked person. I said he's probably not God's best for you. And if you're a daughter of God, then you deserve his absolute best. Um, and the other thing is, and this is huge, and I've, you know, I've been around ministry now for two decades. If they're not willing to fight for purity before marriage, they're probably not going to be very willing to fight for purity after marriage either. And that wow. means that um, either porn or an affair or something like that. And so I just think the purity thing is really, really, really huge. And the question that gets asked here, and we'll, we'll probably deal with this on the leadership podcast, is people say, well, how, how far can I go? Like, what can I do and it still not be sin? And I think that's the wrong question. Um, the question I think that we should be asking is, how close can I get to Jesus? Um, and if the person that we're dating doesn't get us closer to Jesus, but actually um, tries to get us do, to do things that will take us away from Jesus, then that is an indicator that we don't need to be with them, period. Wow. I think a good disclaimer for that is um, I've once heard a pastor friend say, you know, if he's trying to sleep with you and he's just saying, I love you, it's it's oftentimes that he doesn't love you. He just loves parts of you. So that's true. girls, keep that in mind. That's true. That's good. <laughs> The second thing you wrote um, is if they are trying to get me to compromise what God's word says so clearly. Yeah, so this can be um, in the in the area of, of sex where it's like, hey, I want you to do this. Well, God's word says I shouldn't do that. Well, that's just an old book, and we love each other, and we don't need a piece of paper to tell us we love each other. Um, it could be as something as simple as going to church. Well, I don't need organized religion. Oh, so you need disorganized religion. That's not, as, that's not good either. Um, but when someone tries to get us to compromise, and listen, listen. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a really, really, really good chance that you know the difference between right and wrong. You might not know the chapter and the verse or the reference, but you know the difference between right and wrong. And when you are going out with somebody that's trying to pull you away from what we know that God has said clearly is right and wrong, then that's not the person that we need. It's kind of like in Genesis 3. When the enemy showed up, when the when the serpent showed up and asked Eve, did God really say that we shouldn't eat from the free? Did God really say that? And that's that's coming to today. Did God really say that we can't live together? Did God really say that we can't go all the way? I mean, we're going to get married. Did God really say 
that that oral sex isn't bad. Did God really like? Did God really say those things? And so, I think anybody that really begins with that question, did God really say? Don't have the heart of Jesus. They got the heart of Satan, um, and that's not a healthy place to be. Mm. That's great. And the third reason you gave is that if you are always defending him or her to the people who know you, love you, and love Jesus. So when you are having to constantly defend the person that you're dating, I'm not saying it's always wrong. I'm saying you always need to pause and ask if it's wrong. Because I've seen so many people, um, and this is in particular with girls. So girls will start dating a guy that they have no business being with. Their friends and their family members who love Jesus and who are not attacking them go, hey, I've got some questions about this. Well, you don't know them. Well, you don't understand them. Will you?" And what usually is going on inside of the heart of that girl is she fears being alone more than she fears following Jesus. Wow. And when you fear being alone more than you fear following Jesus, um, you're going to defend the guy that's bad for you every time. And so you, if you're constantly having to, to defend him or her, to people that really do love Jesus, then you you probably shouldn't be dating them. Wow, that's great. And I think um, everyone's at least been in that place or known people who are too afraid to be alone so that they just settle for, mm-hmm. you know, someone who's less than God's best for their life. So I just love hearing that. I think as much as we can hear that and just hold on to that, that would be awesome. And number four kind of leads into what you just said from number three, and that is that if you find yourself not wanting to talk about him or her in front of the people in your life that you know may disapprove of the relationship for some reason. Yeah. So that it, and it's kind of married to number three, but, you know, they're, they're kind of... Anyway, I, I think number four is you find yourself not wanting to talk about him in front of people in your life that you know that may disapprove. And, and the reason why is because... Once again, you don't want to end the relationship. And I've seen this happen, Stacey, um, to really, really, really godly people. That they start, here, here's the deal. If you try to hide who you are dating from the people in your life that love you and love Jesus the most, you know it's the wrong thing. Um, you might not want them to go out on, you might not want everybody to know that you're going out on the first date. I mean, that's We were kind of kidding with you about that, but Stacy's single, by the way, if you're, um, listening right now. Um, but we're, you know, you don't want to broadcast, Hey, I'm going on my first date with so-and-so or whatever. But like, if you go out with them several times and then you're trying to hide who that person is or, or what you're doing, then internally you already know that something's wrong. And so you got to pay attention to that because you probably shouldn't be with him or her. Yeah, that's great. Now, number five says this. If you know the relationship isn't going anywhere, but you don't want to break up because doing so would cause you to be insecure because you've allowed yourself to be identified by who you are dating rather than who you are in Christ. That's great. Could you explain that for us? Yeah. So one of the problems is people will start dating and it's kind of like, okay, we went out. Okay, we went out again. Okay, we went out again. Okay, we're continuing to go out. Okay, we've been going out for six months. Okay, we've been going out for a year. Or we've been going, okay, now the pressure's on. And people start asking the guy, when are you going to you know, give her the ring? When are you going to ask her, marry you? When, when you? I don't know. I don't know. Not. And sometimes I've seen this happen where the guy's a good guy and the girl's a good girl. They just don't need to be together. Mm. But there's so much pressure in being together or their identity becomes in being seen together around campus or bring, being seen together somewhere, and that's their identity rather than I am a child of God, 
And so when that happens, they're like, well, I guess the next thing for us is to just get married. I've talked to, I've talked to so many couples and, and they hit a relational rift in their marriage and you start talking about the dating relationship and you find out the last year or two that they were dating, they didn't even really love each other. They just did the marriage thing because it was wow. the natural next step. And so I'm, I always tell couples, if, if, is this relationship really something that you want to pursue for the rest of your life? Because if you're going to pursue a relationship in dating, you got to pursue it twice as hard in marriage. Hmm. And if you're not willing to pursue it in dating, then you probably don't need to be with that person. Yeah, absolutely. And it's more of an injustice to the other person if you you know, drag it out and don't yeah. call it what it is sooner. So it'd be way less damaging if you called it what it is sooner yeah. than let it drag on for years. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. So the num the reason number six you gave is you find out that they are lying to you. If they lie to you before you were married, then they will lie to you in marriage. Yeah. So if you have somebody that's telling you, yeah, I don't do that anymore. And then you catch them doing it. Yeah. I don't hang out there anymore. And then you catch them hanging out there and they lie to you over a consistent period of time. Um, they don't have a lying problem. They have a character problem. Wow. And lying isn't the only bad thing or negative thing going on in their life. And so what's happening right there usually is a gift from God because he's allowing us to see their character. And so when we see their character, we can either um, take it as a gift from God and say, and, you know, maybe they need to be confronted on it or whatever. But if they consistently lie to you about something going on in their life, then you seriously you probably shouldn't be with them because it's a it's a character issue that will carry over into marriage. Marriage does not solve character issues. Wow. Period. Yeah, that's great. And you give another example of a character issue in number 7 when you said if you cannot confront them about issues without them losing their temper. Yeah, so if you confront them about um their issues and they always lose their temper. Now let me just say this, this is guys and girls because um I've had girls uh, say, well, uh, every time he confronts me here, I know it's true. I just get emotional and I cry. Nah, 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 nah. And I don't know what I am. I guess I'm just emotional. No, you're a manipulative person. And wow. and there, there's a difference. I mean, I, a lot of girls know that they can manipulate a guy yep. by turning the tears on. And so if you're a dude and every time you try to talk to her about something serious... And she always cries, but she's not crying because she's sad. She's crying to manipulate you. Ooh, do, do, break up, run. Do not pass go. Do not pass $200. Do whatever you got to do. And then if you're a girl, and listen to me, if you're a girl, if you're a girl, and a guy consistently raises his voice at you, get out of that relationship. There is no reason for a guy to yell at a girl unless the house is on fire. Mm. Um, and even then, he should apologize. Um, but if and let me say this: if you're a girl and he's abusing you, like he's hitting you, he's pushing you, um, he does not love you. Mm -hmm. He can say he loves you, and listen: if you're a girl and you're caught up in this, you can tell yourself it's going to change one day. It's going to change one day. It's not going change and if he's abusive before you're married and he's saying I'll stop one else he's you need to get out of that relationship and and that right there could save somebody's life yeah absolutely really could. yep the ninth or the, sorry the eighth reason you give Perry is that if you discover that they are unfaithful to you uh, so if they're cheating on you it's very simple 
they're cheating on you before you're married. They'll cheat on you after you're married. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've just seen way too many examples of this. I mean, if you say that you're in a, an exclusive relationship and then they go beyond those boundaries, a piece of paper and a $25,000 ceremony, that's the average cost of a wedding in the U.S. right now, yeah. and a piece of paper and a $25,000 ceremony is not going to change that. And so if they're being unfaithful to you, you need to make sure that that issue is resolved before you go one step further in the relationship. That's great. Now, number nine says, if something about them absolutely drives you insane, but you convince yourself that after you get married, that problem will go away. Can you just explain or give a few examples of what that thing might be that drives someone insane? Yeah, so let's say that... um, Let's say that they get on your nerves uh, when they do blank or when they do blank. And you say, well, or or they just get on your nerves, period. Like you like being around them, but most of the time you don't like being around them. Like you like being around them when you're making out, but that's about it. Because the rest of the time it's like you either make out or argue. By the way, if you're making out or arguing, get out of that relationship. Um, uh, anyway, I'm, ooh, I thought of a lot of great things to say right there, <laughs> but we would have to put the explicit tag on the um podcast so i'm not gonna do that we might do that though. that may be good all right so anyway um yeah so if they if they do stuff and you're like well that really bothers me but it'll go away when we're married the one thing you need to understand about marriage is marriage is a magnifier so it doesn't cause things to go away wow, it actually good. causes things to become more of an issue and so if um you hate the way that they spend their time before you get married Getting married is not going to change the way they, you know, you, you're going to have to deal with those issues before you get married. Um, and that is huge. And if you can't come to a mutually, um, something that you mutually agree on, that's an issue. You, you really mm. need to work through that. Yeah, that's great. Marriage is a magnifier. That is it awesome. Is. Bam. Chapter in the there book. There you go. Got him. The last reason you give, number 10, says if the Lord has specifically spoken to you and instructed you to end the relationship, but you can't or you won't because you either don't want to hurt them or you fear that if you end this relationship, then you won't have another chance at one. And Perry, this is something I hear all the time, that they don't want to break up with them because they're scared of what they'll do to themselves, perhaps when they lose that relationship. I've heard that numerous times. Or the second one is they think that's their only chance at a relationship. So... Years ago, this is BC before Lucretia. Um, I was dating a really, really great girl, and when I say she's a great girl, I really don't have anything bad to say about her. She was a great girl. She loved Jesus. She didn't do anything wrong. I just knew that the Lord did not want us to be together, and I fought it for about a month. I was like, No, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're, I'm, gonna I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight for this relationship. And I wasn't fighting for the relationship. I was fighting my, I, didn't, I just didn't want to step back into singleness. Um, because then you got to explain yourself and then it's, oh, and you can't, I'm sorry, it didn't work out or whatever. Um, and so I remember the day that I broke up with her. And I finally broke up with her and I left her house. And I remember five minutes out, I was like, holy crap, what if I never find anybody else? And I wound up turning the car around and going back to her house and we got back together. And we dated for about another month, and I can honestly say it was the most miserable month of my life. And once again, this young lady was a great, great, great young lady. It's just that she wasn't God's best for me. Mm. And so I think that's one of the things that singles really have to wrestle through is God speaks to you, and God tells you no. And here's the thing you need to understand about God. He's not going to change his mind. Mm. 
Like, we're not going to say, oh, no, God, he's really cute. And God's going to go, well, yeah, you know, he does, you know, look good in that V-neck. Like, that's not going to happen. And so if God speaks to you and says no, then that doesn't mean go. It means no. It means stop. And and, and if you're having um, doubts in the relationship, one of the best things you can do is find somebody that loves Jesus and loves you and talk to them about it. Just ask them openly, Mm. honestly about it because... I'm telling you, it's better to be alone. Yep. It's better to be alone than it is to be married and feel lonely for the rest of your wow, life. That's really good. And so that's something that we can hold on to and know that um, if God has called you to be with somebody, it's not always going to be easy, but it'll always be right. And at the end of the day, we'll have that conviction to kind of fall back on. That's great. And let's can we just break this down for just one more moment? I feel like there could be some people listening who are in that place and they, they're in a relationship and they are thinking about, you know, maybe this isn't God's best for me. How can they discern whether that's just a fear of them being in a committed relationship or how can they discern whether that is the voice of God? Yeah, and that's, that, Stacey, that's a great question because so many people just have a fear of commitment. Um, at the end of the day, uh, marriage is about commitment. Um, and, you know, I hear people say, well, I don't want to marry the wrong person. I want you to listen to me. God, who is a great father, wants you to marry the right person more than you want to marry the right person. God wants you to get it right. And if you're seeking him, he's not going to let you get it wrong. And, um, and you know, that's where people come back and go, I just want to find the one. I just want to find the one. Well, you're going to find the one right next to the unicorn and the leprechaun <laughs> And a good Michigan football team. I mean, none of those three. None of those, I'm sorry, that was that was low. Um, Have some Michigan fans emailing in. Um, they're all frozen right now, but they'll fall out and they'll email in. I'm just saying, the 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 one is the person you marry. That's great. That's who the one is. And if you're seeking the Lord and you love Jesus, and you're dating someone who's seeking the Lord and you love Jesus, and you both feel good about progressing forward in the relationship, and you get married, that's the one, and that's the one you need to love and pursue for the rest of your life. That's great. What an awesome place to end this podcast episode on. Thanks, everyone, for listening in to the second edition of the Sex, Love, and Dating podcast with Perry Noble. We look forward to answering some of your questions in the next podcast episode. Thanks for listening to Singleness, Sex, and Dating with Perry Noble. For the chance to get your question answered on this podcast, visit perrynoble.com slash ask.